Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. and non-binary familials. I'm your Auntie Ruth. And I'm your Auntie Gina. And, and we're, we're... You're, you're weird. weird. Ants. Uh, the show where we take a look at current pop culture and talk about how it connects to past trends and fads. But right now, we're doing our series called um, Summertime <laughs> Sadness. Sadness. <laughs> I just wanted you to know. <laughs> so it's um, it's a series that we are doing where we are trying to find movies that the other one hasn't watched before, and we think they might not like it. Yeah, well, that's the thing. We're trying to broaden each other's horizons and really sort of strongly suggest a movie to to the other. <laughs> That they may not have felt comfortable watching before. Yes. That's a really nice uh, way to put it. Yeah, and um, I guess I am being nice because last time <laughs> I had Ruth watch Crimson Peak and she <laughs> had a visceral, <laughs> rage-filled reaction. It was not the movie itself. Whatever. Go listen. Um, and so Ruth had, she had, um, suggested, um, some normcore horror shows of movies. And I said, you know what? <laughs> normcore. <laughs> <laughs> Mumblecore. Mumblecore. Yeah. <laughs> And they're not. But they're horror. still like in dockers. They're like dockers and they're like have untreated depression. I mean, it's. There's, they don't even write scripts for them. It's very awkward. You would hate yeah, it. And, yeah, because I have social anxiety. So it's like um, uncomfortable pause the movie. Yeah. And, um, uh, but anyway, so she decided to make me watch Dune. Dune 1984. And, right. The David Lynch film. And um, it was two hours and 16 minutes long. It is. It's very, it's long. Yeah. It was a journey. Uh-huh. A hero's journey. Yes. For me, because I barely survived. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you loved the first 10 minutes or so, right? Okay, that's the thing. It. I was like, this is gorgeous. It looked, you know, it had... Um, yeah, that sort of sci-fi futuristic artwork from like the 70s and 80s. Yeah. And it did, well, it did look like, I don't know if I ever told you, I don't know why I would have, but in the city I grew up, uh-huh. um, there was a tattoo shop that had an H.R. Giger like painting on oh, the I outside. I thought you were going to say puffin' stuff. <laughs> no. It was Giger, and it was like, I I don't know if it had the knives through the throat. Let me just tell you, as a child, I was like, that looks like the most satanic place I've ever seen in my life. And you wanted to go there. And um, uh, that is the end of that phrase. (laughs) I I needed to know. I needed to know what was inside. Um, But anyway, so yeah, it had that feel to me, that sort of like, 
creepy sci-fi dystopian vision. It's like it's not it's not Star Trek's outer space. No, not at all. Right? It's not like campy and friendly. No. Yeah, it's like um weathered and scary mm-hmm. and you're you know. just trying to survive. Right. Yeah. And like all of their architecture that was like you know so sophisticated it already started to age after 10,000 years and it's like I don't know it just gives you a sense of existential dread (laughs) yeah I don't know (laughs) anyway but so right in the beginning and then like they show the emperor and his family and they're all like these it's like in a Spanish style but it reminds me of like northern renaissance paintings where like the women had their forehead shaved <laughs> and they're like fry are you like is this like a witch or the virgin mary or like <laughs> you know yeah like somebody whose entire lifetime was lived without the benefit of one sun ray wow um that, <laughs> that person would then go on to paint anyway so like right off the bat i was like this is crazy i'm on board but then exposition like eight minutes right off the bit like that this was like such a complex story and they were like you're not you're not going to get what you need to know out of this movie i'm going to talk about it (laughs) for 15 minutes before we before your eyes ever hit a set or another character i'm just gonna have to talk for a good 15 minutes about like just exposition bring in the the princess to i mean that's what i mean yeah yeah who i want to believe is somehow related to the princess from neverending story okay i could definitely see that stylistically yes. um did you ever but... put like a necklace on your head that had like a beautiful pendant on it like you put a necklace on your head and pretend you were the childlike empress. Um, do you mean all the time? Okay, cool. Yes. I also would like put a towel, uh-huh. and then so that would be like my long hair. Yeah. And then I would put like <laughs> what I learned was Grey Gardens later. I was doing that as a. I mean, child. We didn't know how on trend we were. Yeah. But um, so. Like, right away, I knew. And that's the thing. I have so much respect for David Lynch, but I was like, like, obviously somebody interfered with all of this because David Lynch is not afraid of confusing an audience. Well, you were scared I was going to pick a racer head for you to watch. <sighs> yes, I was. I was. It's, it's kind of gross sometimes. I can get it. I can see why. It's Dude is gross sometimes. Yeah. David Lynch was working through something in the 80s. No, all the time. It didn't end in the 80s. (laughs) (laughs) I think, like, he was going, like, he had, like, a repulsion phase. Oh, yeah. He had to work through. And um, we were a part of it. But, um... Oh, Jesus. Anyway, there was a lot of... In the 80s, that trend, like, um, oh, gosh. The guy who directed, um, uh, like, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh, um, Peter Jackson? Peter Jackson. Like, like uh, his movies in the 80s were, like, so repellent. Yeah. It was, like, for some reason, the 80s was, like, well, with the 70s, you saw all the titties, all the sex. Like, mm. the 80s were going to bring you something real special. It's just going to be the most barf-worthy stuff you've ever seen on screen. It was. Yeah, I loved it. I know you did. (laughs) (laughs) I think I was scarred by it. I had, like, Freddy Krueger was a real threat to me. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he, like, definitely, because he haunted your dreams. I was like, I dreamed about him all the time. I mean, my dreams are... (sighs) A walk in the park. <laughs> Compared to 
I don't know. I've always had fucked up dreams. Come at me, Freddy. Yeah, so you're, yeah I guess you're right. Um, so anyway, the but what we know now is that he was getting like like he's so much pressure from the producer and the studio. Yeah, Dino and oh boy, De Laurentiis. Yes, it's Jada's and, Jada's like uncle, I think. <laughs> For real. Um. And that's right. That was her dad. The Italian chef. Is it her dad or her uncle? I don't know. I don't know, but... Huh. That explains some Nobody things. Likes. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Corny. <laughs> Corny-ass De Laurentiis. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Some people have like, attitudes. That's all I'll say. <laughs> I mean, not, he produced some of the greatest movies of the 20th century. I'm not. But I'm just saying, on in this instance, yeah. maybe, like, I feel like if, like, Lynch was just allowed to execute it, if he had more time. Yeah. You know, because this definitely should have been a series. Yeah. But, like, it was way too much. It was, like, the enti- it was the entire length of the Game of Thrones. Well, he wanted like, to do they- a sequel. He wanted to. He oh, had, for sure. He planned on it. But then this shit happened with Dino. And so, like, things that I am positive David Lynch had nothing to do with is internal monologues. <laughs> oh, no chance. Boy. So I think at some point somebody must have seen one of the cuts of this movie and they're like, I have no fucking clue what's going on. And then they forced him to say the intentions of every character you heard. Nobody spoke out loud. Mo- Nobody spoke out loud ever. <laughs> Don't cry out loud. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was so bizarre because obviously like gorgeous Kyle McLaughlin. Mm-hmm. McLaughlin. McLaughlin. Like, his, like, oh my gosh, absolute perfection. But they're like, can you just stare, stare off to your near right? And we're just here. We're just going to have you speaking for a good five minutes inside your your head. head. So just, yeah, so just look off right. Maybe like, oh, wait, is that an explosion up to your left? Because again, this is all internal. Look scared. I I Uh know. <laughs> but I mean, he really tried. Was that a sandworm? I don't know. Whoa. <laughs> okay. At this point, you're going to be thinking, my father looks really distressed. <laughs> I mean, it's just. <laughs> and there's no way, again, because like David Lynch has no problem with you just filling in the blank. You don't get it? Maybe. Maybe I haven't even thought it through. It's true. It was just an elusive dream I had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you interpret this so, shit. I don't know. But but Dean Stockwell's it, in it, and he does it. Oh, you know they all do it. They all do it. Um, Patrick Stewart. I mean, that's the thing. That like what kills me about this is that obviously you have right off the bat you have Brian Eno doing like the first song mm-hmm. we hear. Amazing. Then we have you know, David Lynch, um, like every like the cast is all every single one of them are strong actors. Yeah. Sean Young, yeah, Max von Sydow, yes, like and, th- and they're in small parts too. Yeah. That's the thing. So you have like like some like Hollywood royalty, and like they're just there because everybody was thought they were making the adult version of Star Wars. Like, yes. the thinking man Star yes. Wars. They thought this was... You know, so they were on board. They... You can... T- every performance is committed. Like, it's beautiful. Yeah. It, that's the thing. It's not... You know, it's beautifully designed. The costumes... Gorgeous. ...are impeccable. And it's like, if they had just allowed him, like, more creative control or given him a series instead of one movie... Yeah. I think what's really unfair also is how people shit on this version a lot and they blame him for it. And it's like, 
okay, sure, Jodorowsky could have made this amazing, beautiful thing, and people are pissed that Lynch did it, but it's like, well, okay, but, I mean, he was asked to do it. You know, they brought him in to direct out of, like, a few different directors, and he put his vision out there, and he put his stamp on it. If you don't know what you're getting into after watching Eraserhead, The Elephant Man, etc., right? you know, I don't know what to tell you, Dino. Yeah, but th- well, you know how so I think that like this movie has definitely had like a cult status for years because of that. There were so many people that were upset with the way that it was made. But again, I don't think that was a hundred percent his fault. He wasn't allowed creative control of this movie, like maybe more than half. <laughs> but and the other thing is though is that you can see that it had potential. Yeah, but you could also see now. Like, having that time that has passed, Mm -hmm. like, any, like, any director now that has done, like, a good sci-fi film, you you can see Dune in it. Yeah. Like, they watched that movie Uh a hundred thousand times. Yeah. Like, that, the vocabulary that that movie established was so, it was important because, like, that's those sort of visuals, like, um, yeah, I don't know if they would have existed if he hadn't have brought that out. And artistically, like, inspired a lot of people. Um, so my partner, we were watching it together, and he was like, you know, the part where, um, Paul is they're walking, him and his mom are like walking in the dunes, and they're mm-hmm. trying to, like, he puts that noise thing out. And um, the thumper or whatever. And they're, like, walking up the dunes trying to, like, avoid the worm. And then he says something right. to the effect of um, something about the worm. I don't know. I don't remember. But so he put together that Fatboy Slim song, Weapon of Choice, which is the same song uh-huh. that Chris, uh, Christopher Walken had danced to in that music video, is actually yeah. about Dune. Yes, there are numerous quotes from Dune in that song. Oh. It's so... And I'm like, wait a minute, what? And so, like, we had to pause the movie. No. Google it, and fucking sure enough, he was right. Weapon of Choice by Fatboy Slim is about Dune. Oh my god. Yeah. No, I wouldn't have made that connection. Who the fuck would? (laughs) (sighs) I just know, you could blow with this. You could blow with that. Oh, yeah. That's all I remember. Well, I'm not, yeah. And then Christopher Walken flying around. Sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and the other thing, um, is, because it made me think of, because, like, one of the first scenes... The Space Council. Yeah. It's not what they're called. Whatever. And they have this creature that looks very much like Uh the cephalopods from Arrival. Okay. Did you ever see Arrival? I recall you calling them something else. Okay. I recall you saying that they looked like something else. Well, it it did look like um, a big old nutsack with a mouth on it. A nutsack with a vulva for a mouth. Mouth. Yeah. And and maybe like that is our divine form to be both both very masculine and feminine. Absolutely. I mean, that <laughs> thing had so much spice pumping into it all the time. It was in a fucking glass tank of spice. Spice, okay, by so, the way, is is what everybody's after. Right. It's like their heroin. Spice. So this whole, yeah, what we've come to find out is that very much like Game of Thrones, you have like different houses and they're all fighting for control. Like they it, like on a, a schedule, different like powerful families in the universe would la- look after Spice Island. But Dune. And, right, Dune. But what? what's the proper name? 
it's uh, Arrakis. Yes, Arrakis. Arrakis. Um, but yeah, so it's like this, essentially the people, the indigenous people of Arrakis who have a relationship with the environment and have lived so long that their eyes have gone blue from the effects of that natural raw spice. That spice. You can feel it in your brains. Yeah. Make you taste your eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> I got the spice in me. <laughs> and that's the thing, because much like other addictions, the longer that if you like overindulge on spice you will start to transform into sort of like in in a monstrous way a ball sack because it's all about yeah if that's where you want to head i mean if it's worth it to you to consume spice at that level i'm sure in the past there was a part of me that would have probably thought that was good <laughs> for sure i mean on, like once i get a little taste of that spice i mean you yeah you lose a couple of years and you wake up as a nut sack in a big fishbowl that they're carrying around. You're like, guys, why didn't anybody intervene? Because you can fucking... Like, wh <laughs> when did you start to see me turning into a testicle? At what point were you going to tell me? Because those are the navigators and the navigators can fucking fold... Um, fold, fold the space-time continuum. They can fucking fold space. Right. And, but they need the spice to travel. So it's not only, it would be like oil here, but if oil also got you high. Huh. Yeah, not oil. That's not gonna do anything. Is that like a natural, oh, wait, are you trying to think of ways that... Yeah. Okay. Petrol. Maybe if you... Yeah, I mean... Take a couple of toots off of that. <laughs> you're going somewhere. I think so. I don't know if you're going to fold time. But <laughs> <laughs> you'll go somewhere. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> so, yeah, there's, like, three planets. There's, like, a planet for each house. Like you are saying, kind of like right. Game of Thrones. Um, right, so, which is weird because, like, when they showed the picture of four planets, I was like, "Is that it? Like, no stars anywhere else? Like, no, just, just those. yeah." That kind, honestly, that kind of sent me into an. Like, I will bet you that spiral. there is. Yeah, I'll bet you in the other books and stuff. Way. There's other shit. You're right. Sorry, we're just focusing on this movie. Sorry. So sorry, Arrakis, Dune. Yeah, Caladan. Right. Atreides. Uh -huh. um, is it Gidi Prime? Is her House Harkonnen. Okay. Yeah. So, Spice is also, I love this so much, Spice is also referred to as Melange. <laughs> Look, it's kind of like you can call like heroin like heroin or gak. So, like, I feel but like melange. this is. <laughs> Does not sound like, like melange is the heroin. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's sweet. Mm. It's like oh, this is you know we used to make cough medicine out of this. Don't worry about heroin. Like yeah, and then, but like for the people that had a problem, that's when it turned into spice. <laughs> <laughs> that's when things got spicy. That's when things got spicy. The rich people still <laughs> call it melange. Right, right, but right. The, like, yeah. the ones with the blue eyes, they call it spice. Is that what you're saying? Right, right, right. They got the spice in them. <laughs> like, my eyes are already turning blue, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm all that spice. <laughs> I'm traveling without moving. <laughs> yeah, I I've been there. I could do that too. I mean, <laughs> look. Give me a little spice. I can do all kinds of things. <laughs> I can fold space. <laughs> I've lost two days before. <laughs> so, so, okay. So, Balsack and the Emperor 
basically want to get rid of Paul because Paul is like the chosen one. He's the one that's supposed to, um, God, I don't even know how to fucking put it, but he's like the hero of the day. And he's supposed to save everything and everyone, right? And they like figure right. it out and like... There's going to be a holy war. Yeah. It's like predestined and, that he's the right. one. And um, right. he he passes all these tests and shit. He, um, he like instantly knows how to do things. He puts on the, um, the breathing suit just right. And he's like, this is just how I figured it was put together. It seemed natural to me. Yeah. Um, like reading mine. He's like, not can read my, he, he can read the future, read the future. Yeah. I think he can intuit. That's I think that's what confused me because there's so many inner monologues. I was like, Oh my god! Like, can he see what he's thinking? I mean, I don't know. And and oh, and the yeah. vision dream things um, are are totally Lynch. That's where he let it go because there's so many with the with the fetus. And, oh my gosh! Uh, and and I believe me, I ate that. I ate that up with a spoon. Like the whole like him looking at the moon and then putting it to together like this is significant yeah. and like you know the dream within a vision within a dream yeah like yeah amazing i mean talking and walking backwards style like twin peaks weirdness he, he got that's that. the thing because if you didn't like if you didn't know like that's just his that's the language that he speaks you know like i wonder what it must have been like back then to not really have known i mean well elephant man came out first but like if you didn't really know who he was and then to like watch something he had made and be like what the fuck what is this yeah because i mean obviously by the time i watched this shit it was like everything had come out well lost highway had come out and then I started watching things anew and afresh from there. But yeah, I mean, just think about like not knowing what to expect out of this man. Yeah. And I, there were people that, I mean, I feel like this, this film was kind of liberating for the people that were involved because like, I think that it, it made Dave and, Lynch, like, just saying, you know, I'm just going to protect my vision at all costs mm-hmm. because to be pilloried over a film that I like was put my heart and soul into, and then ultimately they could cut it. They could cut out an hour and a half, two hours, mm-hmm. like just t- like paste it together, and then you know, and I take the fall for it. Exactly. Exactly. So like, I don't even think he'd want a director's cut out of it. I don't think he wants anything to do with it. Like, if they were like, well, David, you want to do a director's cut? He'd be like, fuck you. Yeah. I'm over it. Well, I saw, like, on the making of, do- like, the 1984 Dune, that mm. a lot of the times, like, people that were doing the sets, they didn't under- they didn't understand the directions. They were like, there's no way that this is going to work. Yeah. But then when they set it up, they were like, oh, this guy's, like, a genius. Yes. They just didn't see it. They had to see it. Yeah. And I was like, he was just at that point in his career where, you know, people didn't know better, which is to just let him be, like, peak weird. Well, and I think that's another reason also why he keeps the the little close people around him that he's always worked with for, like, you know, 40, 45 years. Because they understand his vision. They know what he wants. Even the actors, you know? He tends yeah. to, to work with the same actors over years. Yeah, like Laura Dern. Yeah, Kyle. Kyle McLaughlin. I mean, yeah, they've been working, yeah, for 30 years. Mm-hmm. But, oh, but yeah, and all of his character actors. Like, he always, that's the thing, he's always able to court, like, Hollywood, like, legends. They, mm-hmm. like, he's always used them in his films to great effect, and they trust him. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're, like, you know creative and artistic at their heart and so they're excited to be a part of it they don't yeah you know like i know laura dern has like on numerous occasions just been like you know what whatever he does i'll be in it yeah so i mean 
David Bowie was on Twin Peaks, so... Oh, he sure was. But he was also a time traveler. Yeah. He also had the spice in him. <laughs> <laughs> but instead of Bowie in this, it's Sting. Sting was in Dune 84. Uh, okay, right. Sorry. Um, How could we forget? I never do. But the funny thing uh-uh. is, is, like, I always think about, like... um. You know, Sting being in it and being like, oh, cool and badass. But he's in it for, like, a total of maybe five minutes throughout the whole thing. But, like, when he was on screen, he was on screen. Oh, yeah. Like, he was eating up the scenery. The hair. Those panties. There was nothing else I could look at. And plus, he always looked like he had just pooped in his pants and he wasn't (laughs) upset about it. Like, like, really cheeky and relieved. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? He just looks so proud of himself. Like, baby did a doo-doo. <laughs> In those, I think that's what it is. It's that weird, like, he would stand around kind of like a toddler. With his hands on his hips. Yeah. And those blue, and he, weird underwear. He's like, I'm just... You know, a bad person, and I love it. Like, I'm a little stinker. Ripped. You know? Ripped. Tanned. Uh, Fuck I mean, I don't know if... Hair. I don't know if this was yoga that did this to his body. Oh, I'm sure. But, wow. Wow. So, Baron Harkonnen grossed you out. Right. So, that was where I felt like the whole working on your repulsion reaction because it was again it made sense in this environment because this the whole universe runs on spice and much like our own spice trade it like yeah the corruption of it is really like we're still living with the repercussions Mm -hmm. of you know anyway that sort of cannibal capitalism yeah um uh colonizers (sighs) anyway so the Harkonnens, they've, like, it's been their turn to sort of manage Arrakis. And again, this is kind of like just like nations handing off like other nations that neither belong to neither one of like, yeah. well, here, I mean, it like France colonized you, but we'll hand it off to Spain. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yeah, well, actually, we preferred when neither of you were here. <laughs> yes. We're like, we're just doing fine. We've got plenty of spice. like, And it's it's actually ours. Yeah, so y'all could, like, fuck off. That'd be great. That'd be ideal. That That's what I mean. So, like, the heart of this problem <laughs> is that it just talks about how the people that were indigenous to Arrakis for a long time have just been awaiting a hero to lead them. Yeah. And then when Kyle and or Timothee Chalamet shows up. <laughs> see, now, and that I can really believe... Because it, w- it would be like if Harry Styles showed up, like if you were at a real gym and like just Harry Styles showed up out of nowhere and like was like in your gear and looking cool. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, go for it, Harry. See what you can work out. Like if you got some ideas, like for sure. You seem blessed by the heavens as far as I'm concerned. Not Kyle. I mean, no, no, no. Oh. I just mean. Okay. I just mean if if you and I lived on Arrakis uh-huh. and or or let's say Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely spice in Arkansas. And like we're like totally we're like progressive and somebody shows up and it's like he like Harry Styles shows up and it was like, Hey, I'll run for city council. We're like, Yeah, go for it, Harry Styles. Like you're adorable. You know, like Timothee or Kyle, I'm like <laughs> Yeah, have some fun. Take a little spice. See what see what work. You know, <laughs> loosen you up a little bit. Because as soon as he got on Spice Planet, that's when he's seeing like creatures in the moon and like <laughs> like these really like psychedelic things start happening. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I I get it. <laughs> I mean, I've been to the moon myself. Wink, wink. Like linda hunt is in this for like five minutes too who linda hunt and oh you know who else is in it is um oh shoot that little red-headed girl from um yes um yeah six feet under no 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 is it a it was um not reba (laughs) 
What are more 90s shows it we was, can talk about? It was a little baby Reba. <laughs> <laughs> wait. Oh, wait. Well, what did they call her? It was like uh, an abomination. And she's like, and I'm too hard-headed. <laughs> An abomination who loves her job. <laughs> oh, little baby Reba. <laughs> oh wait, I have, I, I have a cast list here. Let me see what is. <laughs> like Alicia. Who loves her kids. Alicia Witt. Is that her name? Alicia Witt. Yeah. yeah. But um. I don't know. She was in some fucking TV show in the 90s. And she had that... Wasn't it Six Feet Under? No. No. That was Allison Pill. Ow. Yeah. No, that was Lauren Ambrose. That was the other redhead. Okay. Alicia Witt. She was in Urban Legends. And Sybil. Sybil! Sybil. I love Mm -hmm. Sybil. Yeah. With the Christine Baranski. Yes. That show was so Amazing. good. I love Sybil Shepherd. Yeah, but it was Christine that really. I mean, she's my absolute idol. Baby Alicia Witt is in this, and her voice is obviously dubbed over. It's so funny. <laughs> Plays um, <laughs> Baby Reba. But what I did see is that apparent. You know, because I was like, why have this outsider come in and save the day? Like, why can't. You know. Yeah. But uh, apparently that's part of the theme of Dune is that people then begin to wonder if it was smart to elevate him to such a, a position of authority. Mm-hmm. They sort of regret it. So it's like there is a whole... We just see the beginning of that journey. Yeah. We don't see where it ends up. It's kind of like, you know, in Happily Ever After, it's like... Well, I mean, what about six... Six years down the line, what's that look like? I want to think about it. You know? I like to think people are always happy. Oh. That's really sweet. I know, it's a lie. But I don't want to think about (laughs) reality. (laughs) Um, (sighs) Yeah, go ahead. So, what was the other thing I was going to bring up? He loves your kids. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. The other thing is, um, I think, you know, so the, essentially the, the thrust of the movie is that in order for the, oh gosh, what were their names? Fremen? For the Fremen to sort of like gain independence, they cut down the spice trade. They shut it off. And they're like, you know, you're going to have to renegotiate, you know, which is like destroy the means of production. But then Paul comes and takes over and tries to help them, the indigenous people, the blue-eyed people. And um, he, like, he has that big stone, and he's like, this is the hardest stone ever in the, of all time. Sure. Try to shoot it. Try to cut it. Try to this. Try you can't. to that. Mm-mm. You can't. It's not gonna try to yell at no. it, he says. You can't. And um, so then he teaches them that you can make a sound into a weapon. Like yeah. a sound. And then these people, like, kind of adopt him as their own. And they name him... Like a few different things, I think you brought. <laughs> the name, a co- there's a couple names. What? But he decides on. He comes up with Muad'Dib. Right. But what was the other one? That's a great question. There was again five, like Paul. That's what his mom. I want to say him. like Curry, Cuddy, Cleo, Kid Cuddy. That was his inside Kid name. Cuddy. His outside, yeah. Um. And then he had an outside name, which is Muad'Dib, so that he could not be identified. Yeah. So that's why it was secretive. Wally was a little too obvious. <laughs> so, yeah, but they were like, who is this Muad'Dib? So he teaches them the weirding, the weirding way. way. I could teach you the weirding way, honey. 
I mean, come over, let's eat some Little Caesars and get weird, like... <laughs> you know nothing of the weirding way. I've been practicing oh. that for years. <laughs> I'm a pro- I've got my doctorate in weird. I'm proficient. Like, <laughs> proficient. <laughs> <laughs> Under other skills, you'll find a weird... The weirding way. The weirding way. To keeping it weird. Name some of your strengths. <laughs> keeping it weird. <laughs> Loving the spice. <laughs> Folding time. Got about it. So then they, they like gain, they like learn, they gain strength by using words. And then those little box weapon things, I can't remember the name of. Right. And so then uh, they learn to like fight for themselves because he teaches them how. And there's, like, these big sandworms, and they basically, like, can't kill them or anything. But in order to, um, you know, help them gain freedom, he's got to, well, somebody's got to fucking figure out what to do with these sandworms. But, Ruth. Oh, yeah. The worms are the spice. Yeah. (laughs) That's, like... You know, throughout the whole movie, Paul's on to the fact that there is a relationship between the worms and the the production of spice. Uh But he couldn't put it together. And it took all of us a two-hour journey for him to figure out the worms (laughs) are the spice. spice, Which is why they're so protective of it. Yeah. It's theirs. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying that may have taken me, I, I don't know, maybe five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've seen Beetlejuice. Oh my God. That's true. So good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he like leads, leads a, a revolution and that's really like the, yeah thrust of the film is that that's what sort of has the tumbling down of the corrupt system. Yeah. Because then he drinks the water and then he, like, no man has ever drank the water. Right. No man has ever drank the water and lived? Uh-uh. Yeah. I guess it was kind of supposed, like, the the uh, the knowledge of good and evil, like the tree of True knowledge. life. Yeah, and it was like, well, Eve took the apple first so maybe he drinks the water and he lives yeah yeah the yeah it's like enlightenment i guess that's what i was trying to the it was when you know hidden things are known if you're able to pass the trial of the that's very water of life that's very um what's that shit I was going to say existential, but that is, awesome. that is the wrong word. Uh, transcendental meditation. That's kind of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like a kind of, I don't know. There's a lot of things like that where, you know, he did a test um, of, like a, of his character where he puts his hand in a box and it's like the pain box. Mm-hmm. And he makes the connection that, you know, you know, there's this, like, so much of pain is experienced in your mind. And if you can, I mean, this is like what they treat chronic pain patients to do. Sort of visualize the pain and diffuse it and sort of take control over it. Yeah. Or like and, people with phantom limb syndrome, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, you know, that and the sort of traveling without moving. I mean, that's all very, like, but not that it doesn't appear in the books, but... You know, and like setting intentions, like they did that a lot. Like, what is your, what do you hope to gain by taking the spice? Or like, what do you hope to, and they did that quite a bit. I mean, there was like a lot of, I mean, really spiritual element, just like cognitive behavior therapy sort of stuff where, you know, fear is the mind killer, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So, I mean, there were a lot of really heady concepts that were, like visualize in a way that I like, honestly, I don't, I've never seen anything like that before. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was a totally different experience in that way. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, I did. But it does make you sad because you could see how much potential it would have had if he had been able to execute it the way he wanted to. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Sorry. (laughs) Was that. So the spice, right? Yeah. It's like anybody who lives on, you know, that sort of 1% mentality. Yeah. Like just the sort of gluttonous, like I, you know even in the middle of a pandemic is working on a rocket to go to outer space, like just spending billions of dollars. Right. Just like this, you know, Mm self-indulgent. And in this case, like it just looked like, you know, the manifestation of that just diseased, like gluttonous, Mm -hmm. you know, full of hot air. Literally. Um, yeah, I mean, you could just look at them and just see the the corruption of, like, not only their spirits, but, like, the outside of their body is starting to corrupt as well. Yeah. And... Because I know he, like, you he know, was supposed to have had, like, many ailments. Well, I'm sure, because, like, didn't it prolong your life? That's the thing. Like, Spice, like, it prolonged your life. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure he was living like Henry VIII. <laughs> That's a very good... Um, comparison. Yeah, that's what made me think of it. Is because like by the end, like his se- like seventh wife, I think like she was like fourteen years old, and her only job was to like pierce the boils and make sure like his legs didn't go gangrenous because he had like gout so bad. <laughs> Maybe he's based on that. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, that's like it's just the why the bad guys gotta have ginger hair. Well, yeah, that's how you knew that they weren't trustworthy is because of that red hair. I knew immediately it was a villain. (sighs) (laughs) Every time I see someone with red hair, I'm just like, absolute villain. Can't trust them. (laughs) (laughs) They know witchcraft. Well. Uh, Well, have you ever heard that, though? Mm -hmm. That, uh, Okay. The listeners might not know. Oh, yes. But apparently it's bad luck for the first person to enter your house on New Year's Day to be a redhead. So I would have to wait for, like, your partner to walk in first. (laughs) Yeah. Because he would curse me. I would curse you. Yeah. But they thought that the reason that, like, Queen Elizabeth never had children was because she was like a redheaded witch i curse you thin yeah because like since her since her mom got like screwed over the catholics so bad they were like look at that redheaded demon that's why oh so (laughs) i don't know if you're ready for this or not me yeah i don't know if you're ready for this portion sure of the pod yeah but we usually pick out songs on and put it on a Spotify playlist inspired by the movie, which by the way, um, I'm, d- we're definitely going to watch the new iteration <laughs> of Dune and, you know, like the director that directed arrival is going to be directing this new incantation yes. incantation. I like it. It's not the right incarnation. I like incantation. Timothy's in it little Timmy Timothy Oscar Isaac Josh Brolin like again just packing oh Momoa's in it oh yeah yeah it's like again same thing just packing the cast like every oh but it's Zendaya obviously oh god I really I mean I'm hoping she gets more airtime than Sean Young did in that role seriously Seriously. But, um, yeah, so I think that everybody everybody that's been involved with it, like, felt really responsible for... I think this would be a better, like, showing of the series. Yeah. But we'll see. We will see. But so, anyway, we like to make a Spotify playlist. Yes. Um, based on, you know, our feelings... What what inspired inspired us from the film? Yeah, but do you want to go first, or I feel like you want me to go first. 
I don't have any surprises. I'll go first. I mean, okay, so okay. Um, the songs that I picked out for our playlist, um, I'm going to put the Fatboy Slim song on there just because. Yeah. But that's not really part of my list. Okay, so uh, <laughs> the first song I chose was Desert Rose by Sting. <sighs> okay. It had to happen. <laughs> he was in the movie and... Um, I feel like just the sound of it, the song, the words even kind of go with that. Um, and then the second song I chose was Blue Eyes by Elton John. Oh, wow. Which is actually, um, my song. Like that, yeah, when I was a baby, my mom would sing it to me. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. And then, oh, I picked another song. Um, it's Cities and Dust by Susie and the Banshees. Oh, that's great. That's it. Okay. Well, like you, I also picked um, Pale Blue Eyes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, And then um, Far Away Beach by Eno. Because, like, they always have that sort of, um, when they think of Kalendon, it's like a a planet that has a beautiful ocean. Yeah. So when they move to the Dusker and then so anyway. Love it. And um Yeah oh yeah. Here comes the rain again. Yes. Falling on my head like a memory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. Oh I love pale blue eyes. That song is so good. I almost said Sound of Vision just because Electric Blue is in there, but I felt like that was... That's the color of my room. Your eyes are your room to your head. Are they your windows of your face? When you look into the eyes, you see inside of the house. I can tell the lights are not on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh. Okay, so... I... So, with that... I want to thank everyone for listening to the show. But you can find us at Weird Aunties on Twitter, Instagram at Your Weird Ants, Facebook page Your Weird Ants, or email us at yourweirdants at gmail.com and tell us what you want us to watch. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg, but their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're gonna get 180 pages of entertainment, action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Meta Human Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. 